As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Ding, ding! Is there almost a little extra regret that you don't see something like that very often, what you guys had put together and you just didn't capitalize on it? No regrets. Happens, you know. No crying over spilled milk. It's about how we can progress and get better from here. How about we can just watch basketball? How about we can just watch basketball? Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave DeFore here with Mark Schindler for your Tuesday update. Before we start, don't forget you can get this podcast without ads by going to theathletic.com slash NBA show and signing up huge Monday night playoff games. Mark, are you excited? I'm very excited. Dave. We got a lot to get in on tonight. I'm mostly excited because we're not going to have to watch the Brooklyn Nets and their whatever that offense is anymore. The Celtics complete the sweep of the Brooklyn Nets who were at one point the favorite to come out of the East. I mean, this was in the preseason, of course, before we saw them play any games. But the Celtics win this game 116-112. to 112. Jason Tatum, 29 points. Jalen Brown, 22. Marcus Smart, 20. Another team effort, but Jason, Statham, but Jason Tatum clearly stands out above the rest, Mark. I mean, he was he was awesome tonight. Uh, he did a lot operating out of the mid post. Uh, got used more as a roller in the second half. Uh, some of the stuff he was doing, just carving up the defense. Like I, he had five assists tonight, but I think that undersells how good of a passing game he had. Um, obviously, you know, turned the ball over a decent amount as well, but um, was so good getting into the paint. And even when Bruce Brown was digging him up well, um, th- I mean, if the help was coming, he was making the right pass. If the help wasn't coming, I mean, he had that. Really nice move late in the game, like just a double pivot into an up and under on uh, on Bruce. I mean, he was he was so good tonight. Uh, continues to just cement himself as one of the top players in the game. Defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart, uh, is actually the point guard of now for the Boston Celtics, a team that has been looking for this point guard for years. They've got him, man. 20 points, but 11 assists in this game, Mark. He was fantastic running the offense for them. It's hilarious because it's almost like they forget sometimes that he is the point guard for them. Uh, he was a big reason for why they – I mean, we talked so much about how they had the number one defense in 2022. They had the number one offense in 2022. A big reason was Marcus taking over a larger chunk of the offense, ball handling more, initiating, getting Jalen and Jason going. 
I feel like they've gotten away from that a little bit in the series. They got back to it more in game three, and we saw them in the second half really get back to to back to that as well. I mean, they blew open the lead in the in the third quarter. And I think a large reason of that was Marcus winning the offense for it. It helped too having uh, Robert Williams the third back. Uh, they had a nice connection on a lob. Rob wasn't really fully there tonight yet, and I, you can't really expect him to be. Um, but I think you saw a lot more of when he's getting going downhill and he's opening things up in the offense. It just works. Like he had two relocation threes, two offense pick and rolls that he ran tonight as well. Um, I think you just continue to see when they're at their best. It's when they let Marcus Smart run things, make it a little bit easier to get Jalen and Jason going to. And speaking of Jalen, he was great tonight. 22 points. Hit some really tough shots for them, which he's done all series. Yeah, he's so interesting. interesting. He's had a really weird series. Like he's had some good games. The tough shots, as you mentioned, I think in some ways he's almost hitting tougher shots than, than Jason, but um, like his decision making was all over the board tonight, as has been a lot of the series. I think um, his defense has definitely been up and down, especially off the ball. Uh, you saw late, so he led up to a Seth Curry shot because he was ball watching a little bit. Um, but you also see, too, I think some of the criticism you know, go too far. Like they needed what he brought tonight. Like he really was able to avoid the offense when they did bog down and things weren't flowing through Marcus and, and, and they needed some bench reduction as well uh, when they didn't have the starters in. Yeah, another great game off the bench for Grant Williams. He had 14 points, four of six from three. And he gave KD fits defensively all series. They closed with him tonight. I mean, it was this was a great performance from him. It's just been an awesome revelation in some ways. Like, he's had a really good year all year, but to get people to see him on national television play this well, uh, I mean, some of the best basketball of his career uh, after, you know, last year, we're just kind of like, well, what is going on with Grant Williams? I'm not sure where to be at with him. Um, I mean, four or six from three tonight just continues to be a tremendous outlet for them in that offense. Uh, but then, like you mentioned, defensively, I mean, he was all over Kevin Durant as, as, as well as you can be uh, in the NBA uh, and was huge all series on that. And you mentioned it, Grant Williams all over Kevin Durant, but Kevin Durant actually had a pretty decent game. 39 points. He was three of 11 from three. 10 of 11 from the line, had nine assists, seven rebounds. That passing, super important. Uh, you know, this was a good game from KD. 39 points looks great, but I, I don't know, man. It, it still had a lot of turnovers. Something weird going on with his hands. I don't know what it is, but he's, he just seemed to drop a lot of passes, lose a lot of his dribbles. Um, but 39 points, that's what KD does. Yeah, no, he was cooking, especially later in the game. Uh, I think you saw, too, like you mentioned, the passing. This was probably the best passing game he had in the series, not just assists, but just in general how he was seeing the court. It felt more like how he looked later in the season after the All-Star break. But as you mentioned, I mean, uh, the way that Boston continued to be able to just cheat into the lane without really fully doubling uh, and just making him have to pick up earlier, kind of changing his cadence, uh, it continued to just give him fits. I'm interested to see what this looks like next year. Because now, now that we're at that stage, uh, not that to say you know that you have the book written on, on how to defend Kevin Durant, like you have to have obviously like like Boston has an incredible defensive roster, but um, he's there. There's definitely some stuff to go to the drawing board here with Kevin Durant. So I'm interested to see that. Like you mentioned, though, I think having to take 31 shots is just too much. Um, like it can't be like that. I, I think that feeds into more like. Talking about what the rest of this roster is looking like, like right now. Yeah, and uh, Kyrie Irving, 20 points in this game, 2 of 3 from 3, 6 of 13 from the field. Not really a great performance from Kyrie, and I'm not going to say he was disinterested, but I don't know if he was altogether into this game. 
Yeah, there were some stretches, especially towards the end, where it just felt like he was a little bit checked out, for being completely honest, especially on the defensive end. Um, I do think he's been a little bit of a mess defensively all season, uh, which, you know, that comes with being a part-time player. I think that really factored in in, in how they were able to use their bigs. Um, it felt like every time they were maybe able to start getting something going with big, like when Andre Drummond was having a good game a couple of games ago, they really struggled to get ball containment when, when Kyrie's, Kyrie was in the game. When Nick Claxton was really able to factor in in game three with switches, they're getting killed on the back end because they can't hold up at all on post seals. Um, it just it feeds into more, but I think that they really needed a lot more from Kyrie tonight than what he brought. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. And now you got to go to Toronto and well, play game six Thursday. Well, they got no chance of winning Thursday. It's a seven-game series now. Look, no chance? No chance. Toronto, listen, Toronto, the way they played tonight, right. you, they think they're going to win the series. I believe that. Yeah, they think they're going to win the series. So they gonna, that play is going to be rocking Thursday. We need to go up to uh, Jurassic Park. Oh, let's In go. Philadelphia, the Boo Birds were out, Mark. Why were they out? Because the Sixers did not play good basketball. They lose to the Raptors 103-88. to All of a sudden, Mark, the Raptors are getting back into this. It's now a 3-2 series. Doc Rivers might be getting nervous. Hey, man, I'm getting nervous first and foremost. I've been in Toronto for the last two games. They haven't lost. So I'm not sure I'm going to be allowed to cross the border tomorrow. But uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, this is just getting... I, I mean, this is getting untenuous. It, it, it's it's awkward. Like, you could feel towards the end of the game. I mean, fans started walking out with, like, eight minutes left in the game. Um, and I, I don't I don't blame them, frankly, with how this game was going. Uh, the Sixers just didn't have the energy the entire game. Like, it, it felt like no one could get anything going. Well, Pascal Siakam luckily did have the energy. 23 points in this game, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, and – Fantastic defense the entire night. I mean, he does it on both ends, Mark. This is why this guy is on a lot of all NBA teams. As he should be. I mean, he was, like you mentioned, he was fantastic tonight. Uh, he struggled earlier in the series, but he's been a big reason for this two game turnaround. Um, seven assists tonight. Uh, as much as I can struggle with the Toronto offense, and they can struggle too in the half court, uh, I thought he was fantastic the way that he picked apart the defense tonight. Like Tobias Harris did a really good job staying in front of him as he has most of the series, but um, he was really good at forcing rotations, drawing help, and just making good, timely dump-offs. I thought this was the best ball movement Toronto's had this this entire season. Series. And not a great game from Joel Embiid, who you know is is an MVP candidate for sure. He's in the top three, um, but I thought his defense was lacking. He looked exhausted in this game, Mark, and the offense wasn't what we expected. Twenty points from him, zero of four from three, uh, only six free throws, which you just don't expect from from Joel Embiid. Yeah, uh, this was the worst defense I think we've seen from him in in, in a month. It's got to be uh, one just one of the worst defensive games he's had period in a while. Uh, mobility wise, it's not that he didn't have it. He just wasn't there. Like he wasn't making some of the full on exertion plays that I think we've seen him make throughout this series when he looked like a defensive savant just a couple of games ago. Um, you can tell the thumb is really bothering him on offense, uh, but that shouldn't be factoring in on what he's doing defensively. I think a lot of it's just the, sh- the, the load that he has had to carry for this team is clearly, 
factoring in heavily in, in what he's looking like right now. And it doesn't help when Precious Achua is putting him in a blender. He had 17 points off the bench, 7 of 11 from the field, 1 of 5 from 3, had 7 rebounds. Just huge amount of energy to have to deal with if you're Joel Embiid, and you're already exhausted. Precious Achua has put together more interesting and exciting dribble moves over the last week and a half of basketball than he did this entire year which has been just mesmerizing. He, he was fantastic tonight, man. The defense that he's brought this series has been huge. Uh, like some of the plays that he's able to make just rotating over from the middle to the corner and then making secondary and tertiary, uh, you know, defensive plays off of that. He's been tremendous. Uh, I've really enjoyed his, his series. Well, one of the reasons why Embiid may be so exhausted is because he doesn't have a lot of help. And, and in particular, not getting a lot of help from the guy that's supposed to be his cohort, his co-star in this playoff run that they're making. James Harden, non-existent really. 15 points, 7 assists, 4 of 11 from the field. Only 6 free throws for James Harden, so he couldn't even get his own offense going. What's going on with James Harden, man? Well, first off, credit to Toronto because their defense was just torrid tonight. Uh, the, the length that they are putting on him. Just in general, I mean, their 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 backline rotations have been fantastic, allowing them to to be as aggressive on the ball as they have been sending to the ball. But also, he's just not getting downhill. I mean, other than that run out that he had in the second quarter uh, for a dunk off of off of a transition make, um, I think he got to the paint once. Like it, it really just is not happening. He was off ball a ton tonight. You know, I mean, he had a catch and shoot three or two, but for the most part, like. Step backs and, and being off the ball. It was not a pretty game for him. There's no way this isn't going seven games, right? It feels like it, man. Like I I told myself two games ago that, that the series are getting closed out in four or five. And now, I mean, some people don't believe in momentum. I don't know how you can't believe in momentum right now. Like with where the Raptors are at compared to where they were on Thursday, like it's it's a non-starter compared to that. Um I feel comfortable picking the Raptors in the series now, to be completely honest. Like, just based on what we've seen from Philly, I don't know that I can be too excited about what they're doing going forward. Like, obviously, they have tweaks that they can make. I think Tyrese Maxey will be better for them moving forward. But he's lost the last two games, man, after looking like a game changer early on in the series. I think Tobias, as much as he struggled from the field tonight, he was probably the second best player um, for, for, for the Sixers. But... I mean, they're getting nothing from their bench. Even you know, having again another part-time player who is uh, not 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 doing so well being part-time. Uh, Matisse was just a non-factor on offense for them, and more, even worse than that, he was he was a harmful factor for them. He wasn't able to hit shots. The only shot he did hit was an accidental tip-in from Precious Achua off of a missed three. Um, I mean, the defense was fine, but I, I just don't think that it's quite to the level that it needs to be to to account for what he isn't bringing offensively. Um, they just really. They need to hit the drawing boards to get more inventive like they were earlier on in the series. Probably not helping your team momentum when you sub a guy in and he gets booed. I'm just just a hot take here, you know. Not great. Not great, Dave. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Teach me how to say great job in your language. Uh, Zelo dobro. Zelo babro? So, so, yeah. This means very good. <laughs> All right. Zelo babro, brother. Zelo babro. I'll teach you the bad words later. <laughs> All right. In the late game, I don't even know if we can call this a game, Mark. Uh, the Mavericks really just curb stomped the Utah Jazz 102 to 77. And that 25 point margin of the final score doesn't even really tell the story. This was like a 30 point lead at one point for the Mavericks. And, and Luka Doncic was really the star of the show. He had 33 points in this game. Just an absolutely monstrous third quarter. He was getting everything he wanted, Mark. I mean, yeah, you say curb stomp, and it reminds me of playing Gears of War growing up. Like, the, 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 I mean, the Jazz were the locusts as far as I'm concerned. And Luka was curb stomping with a smile on his face. Um, he was just getting everywhere, doing everything he wanted. Uh, I think in game three, I mean, game four, you saw the, the Mavs struggling a little bit with getting back into their pace with Luka running the offense, and they were clicking on all cylinders with him tonight. Uh, it felt like they were really back to where they had looked in the regular season. His ability to just kind of torture Utah tonight, like it's not even like Utah's defense wasn't great, but they were making the right rotations. Bojan was doing a pretty solid job staying in front of him, but it just didn't matter. I mean, some of the fouls that that Luca drew on him was just fantastic basketball, just amazing craft. Uh, another big game from Jalen Brunson: twenty four points, uh, had four assists, five rebounds, and he's just been able to get to any spot he wants. And playing next to Luca, he's been a nice release valve. When Luca doesn't have that that primary action going, he's been able to kick it across to Brunson to to get into the lane. Yeah, I think that's what's so int- interesting about him. Like, he's a really great counter to what Luca brings, um, especially like you mentioned, playing as a secondary off of him. Obviously, he struggled from deep tonight, but that almost, in some ways, belittles how important he was in terms of getting to the middle of the, the, the paint and really collapsing the defense. I mean, he was just giving them fits. He drew, he had five free throws tonight. Uh, his ability to just knife in and, and some of the stuff that he does out of pivots. Um, especially, you know, like the, the Villanova jump stop and, and getting going in, in the lane. I mean, he was he was fantastic tonight. Uh, the Mavericks held the Jazz to an eighty four point six offensive rating in this in this game, and the Jazz were the number one offense in the league. And I think it starts, Mark, with Donovan Mitchell. He he just hasn't been very good. He only had nine points in this game. Was four fifteen. 0 of 7 from 3, had 4 turnovers. He was a game low minus 38, Mark. And to cap it off, he's in the game late in the blowout and leaves with a, a leg injury of some sort and, and walks to the locker room before before the game ends. This is the worst case scenario for Utah. Yeah, um, to say that Donovan has had a bad series would be an understatement. Um, in some ways, it feels like his passing has regressed almost in this series. Like there are just, I mean, somebody pointed this out on the timeline. I can't remember who, but uh, like Jordan Clarkson has been making better passing rates this series than Donovan Mitchell, and that's that's problematic when Donovan Mitchell is carrying your primary usage. Um, the shooting has not been there. I mean, I, I, of course, maybe the injuries factoring into that, but even then, it's less about the shooting. It's more about the process. Um, you know, I, I I was thinking about this earlier today. When you have the best pick-and-roll team over the last three years in basketball divulging into this iso-stagnant bullshit, 
Like, what are we doing here, man? And I, I just, it just feels not to get all narrative-y, but you can see how, how heavily some of the off-court stuff seems to be weighing in and just some of the disdain between teammates. Like, I think we're just at a point where we can't not acknowledge that because it's so apparent in watching it play out on court. Um, like some of the magic that was there for this team last year has just backfired in a lot, in a lot of ways. Uh, it, it hasn't been replicable. It's been notable for months now. And I feel like this series is just that coming to fruition. Um, and it's been very disappointing to watch. If you ever wanted to know what it was like to watch a basketball team where everyone looks like they hate each other, just go and watch game five of the Jazz and Mavericks series over again because that's what it looks like out there. They're not connected on either side of the ball. And, you know, you mentioned Jordan Clarkson being a better passer. I think he's just been a better player than Donovan Mitchell in this series. He had 20 points tonight, 9 of 15. I mean, it doesn't matter because the Mavericks are a better basketball team. And so even Clarkson's good game didn't give him a whole lot, but he was still better than Donovan Mitchell in this game. And I think he actually has been for most of the series. Yeah, I mean, Jordan was really good tonight, uh, and I think even more so, like, he, he was pretty solid defensively. Like, he was competing in a nice strip on Luka earlier in the game, which, again, minute in the, in, the, in the grand scheme of things. But just when the bar is trying on defense, awesome that Jordan Clarkson was trying on defense. Like, you have a game ago, literally, I mean, this team is just allowing complete whiffs at the point of attack, like, not even trying to stop the ball at some points. Um, and it's very frustrating to watch. So I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. Yeah, been that, been that way all season long, Mark. Still just as frustrating. That's going to do it for today's show. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Mark, let's get out of here. Ding, ding, y'all. <laughs>